Last time on Wandering Monster, The Price of Ash, our intemperate explorers dove into the terrible cursed temple on the island of Dreadwater in search of their animal companions. The dead did not take this incursion lightly, and our brave crew was beset on all sides by skeletal cultists. While Fastness waited at the mouth of the temple, a terrible battle was waged, one that sadly led to the gory death of Death Colonel. Meanwhile, Burnout discovered violent Kay and Steamboat Willie on the verge of being sacrificed to some horrifying deep-sea monster and an orb of incredible power. It was a choice between power and pets that tore him apart, but in the end, like Samus, he saved the animals, and the surviving members of the crew made their escape off the island. Where can they head next? What is the will of Basaton? Who will Kevin play next? Find out this and more on Wandering Monster. Roll Initiative! So, a lot of you have just fled this temple. As you are running out of this, you, uh, of course, a lot of things are happening all at once. Burnout, your monkey, you have successfully reunited, and he is in the thralls of something, and he is just furiously gnawing and chewing your ear off, clawing your face and giving you matching scars. And it's just like, if it wasn't for the weird deadening silence of this place, you would know that he would be just absolutely screaming in your face. Over a few uh, uh, agonizing moments as he's tearing into your flesh, you can see the kind of madness fleeing him as the ash begins to work out of his system. You two also start to feel that initial come down and withdrawal from ash as the colors come back into normal focus. You feel your heart rate beginning to go back to baseline. And all of you together get to the edge of the plaza and back into the safety of the jungle. You can feel the piercing stares of all the skeletons standing in the doorway of the temple. They themselves not daring to leave the temple, but you feel their ire just pour into you until you're out of sight. Carving back through the jungle, you manage to avoid all manner of terrible perils from venomous vipers to that large crocodile which seems to be following you around ominously may or may not be having a ticking sound coming from its innards <laughs> but you're able to get back to the dinghy being able to being guided by the light of glowbone's luminosity you can see that um, the weather is surprisingly fair in the north northwest from here you can see there is a pretty nasty storm brewing but judging by the winds it's something that's going to go and sweep far away from you leaving you nothing but a very much of a, a cool morning so you as you climb back in your dinghy to try to kind of get your bearings this island itself really hasn't been a very successful voyage for you. You were guided here by Basatan to get something, maybe it was something in the temple, maybe something in the island, but you have all at least gained a lot of experience through this and have been able to get better, helping to define and build out your attributes and skills. 
you definitely are still getting this feeling of dread as if you're much more cognizant that the grains of sand are ever dwindling in the hourglass and that the end times are getting near and that you have a narrowing window until the apocalypse happens and you have to advance Basatan's goals by then or your soul will be forfeit. It is when you are sitting here in your dinghy figuring out what it is that you need to go next that perhaps maybe it's Basatan giving you another sign or maybe it's a coincidence but you see far at the edge of your vision towards the horizon south southwest of here there is something bobbing in the water since I don't think anyone does anyone have a spyglass, I feel like no one in the party did. No, we covered that once. Uh, Wanted to not. make sure. From a distance, it looks like some bit of jetsam or flotsam. I say we head towards it. That that could be something valuable. And now that ash isn't worth as much, maybe it's like I don't know, cocaine or something. You know, worth actual money. <laughs> And now that I'm dual wielding pistols, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Can I, like, cast my rod at it since I don't think I'm ever going to have an actual fishing reason to use my Ooh. fishing rod? Yeah, Should I try that. to hook it and reel it back in? It is too far to use your fishing line. However, I don't believe any of you have had a really a chance to eat since you've left um, Bastion. So this could be an opportunity to actually do some good old fishing while you take your dinghy out to figure out what this object is. Oh boy, the I, fishing minigame we've already hoped for. Cool. What do I have to I roll? gotta tell you, it, I was John this has. close. Yeah. I was this close to using Fiskborg from Adam Bass to roll my character for this game. I was so excited, and then I was like, I'm not going to force everyone to watch John Baldisberger just like, and now I'm going fishing, y'all. We did that for four hours. All right, I rolled a 16 for fishing. Uh, it's at only D6. Oh, okay. D6 for fishing. That's a one. So you successfully get one fish hooked, but it is a large thing. When you pull this out of the water, you see that this fish is probably like a good five to eight pound fish. It has silly scales on one side, and oddly enough, on the other side, they're kind of bronze. It gives a very confusing pattern as it goes through the water to help deflect predators, but that just means that one side of its meat is a little bit tastier than the other, but still a good shore breakfast. As you're out bobbing there fishing for other fish, you see that it's not just um, one thing in the water. You see that it looks like there are a couple of crates. There's um, a couple of like small casks bobbing in the water, charred bits of wood, and then a very large barrel that's bobbing up and down in the water. And there is something, again, hard to see what it is from this distance, sticking out the top that looks maybe like the ass of a sheep or like a big fluffy white thing kind of sticking out. Ass of a sheep. You had me at ass of a sheep. Let's go <laughs> <Yeah>. get that. <laughs> Let's go get that lovely critter. <laughs> 
So Globos mans the oars and begins to row the dinghy over towards the well, all this flotsam and jetsam. Are you beelining towards that large barrel, or are you wanting to investigate any of these other crates along the way? I would assume we'd want to investigate everything, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that you come across is what looks to be a box of tea. It is pretty waterlogged from the outside, but maybe the contents might be salvageable. Other things... Um, one of the boxes is very light, like it had a lot of paper in it. Um, it's definitely full of water, so you'll really need to drain it to see if anything might be in it. Another thing that looks like it was full of hard tack, which is now squish tack at this point, or just squishy and tacky. And some boxes of pens and quills and ink, which has been fouled by salt water. And when you start getting over to this barrel, um, you see that it's it's not so much a um, a sheep as it is a kind of a, a powdered wig that has gotten a little bit salt water logged. It looks like there is a person kind of bobbing in and out with the in the the barrel. Throw him back. That's one more mouth to feed. I only caught the one fish. You see. Do you. I... Uh, I don't know. Let's let's at least find out who it is before we just abandon them to the open ocean. All right, but if this is a magic fish, I'm not letting that person have any wishes. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a deal. Well, Oliver, do you want to introduce yourself? Ah, oh. uh, hi everybody. Um, first people I've seen in quite some time um you'll notice that uh, oliver uh is does have the the powder waterlogged powder wig he's kind of just adjusting it on his head you know kind of uh trying to make sure that it's you know and then it lined up properly. out the side as you do that along with a little <laughs> burst of salt water you said a minnow well a minnow Okay, I mean, he's gonna pop that in his mouth you will notice that uh old oliver himself is ridiculously good looking like just so good looking you know just people are just jealous just absolutely i don't like he's... his face it's too are smooth you just playing and yourself, supple Kevin? i am explaining myself no, <laughs> I, playing yourself i i am I I'm actually calling playing your handsome, damn it <laughs> you're sweet because it's true no um <laughs> we're a family um yeah, and you'll notice that off to the, you know, he's kind of holding off to the side this large uh, whaling harpoon as well that he's trying to stab at whatever's floating by to, uh, you know, he's, he's been out here for quite a while. You can tell he's a little uh, uh, sunbaked, wa- sunbaked and waterlogged. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, is there room on your uh, kind of eyeballs to ship uh, vessel? No. For sure, yeah, for sure. A, you're armed and 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 can therefore help us. And B, um, I can feed that pretty mouth and take care of your waterlogged clothing. Hold no on, problem. Hold on. I mean, don't just accept whatever Scallywag comes to, beside the ship. 
Sir, before we answer your question, I must know where your lord's loyalties lie vis-a-vis the divine. Uh, hmm. well, I don't particularly have any, uh, belief system that I've, uh, Oh God! Yeah, I, I shout as I reach un, in like under a chin and pull out a crab. I like okay. I gotta say, I I live in Utah. I've lived around missionaries and missionaries to be my whole life. And answering that question, like where do your loyalties lie vis-a-vis the divine? With I don't have a particular belief system, is like throwing a stake at a lion. It's just like, like oh, you don't. Well, have you ever wondered this or that or why there's a giant crab at the bottom of the cove? Let me tell you. And if not, we can yeah. just shoot him and take his gun. Yeah. So. yeah there's 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 no. Hey. Let me tell you about. There is only behold the form of God. Uh, well, at this point, it's either uh, listen to you, you and your small crustacean or stay in this barrel. So uh, that is don't... accurate, sir. Those are your choices. Well, let's uh, let's talk crab there. Uh, my praise uh, my... and welcome aboard. Yeah, praise <laughs> bastard. God, what, what? He can't even say it right. He can't say it right. You're a little on the boat. Neither can you. That's because I have a speech impediment. (laughs) Can't you tell this is a Spanish accent, as my character sheet says, that I looked in the first game session and have stuck with this whole time? (laughs) Well, my friend, you're doing great. Thank you. Um, anyways, uh, my toes are really pruny. I've been in this bucket for far too long. Is there any way I can get up on that boat and we can talk crab? Oh, his yeah. toes are going to stink. I don't like it. No, 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 no. Oh, come on. We've all spent time in the bucket. Yeah. 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 Or the rum cask. Or the rum cask. Yeah, yeah. Rum cask. Get your pickled ass up here. <laughs> And I will get my handsome pickled ass into the <laughs> dinghy. All right. So, um, where are we headed, whither, everybody? Whither the dinghy? Whither the HMS um, Pantaloon? Uh, which I just decided. No, uh, it's a uh, Dar- slot. Dar- yeah, Dar- slot. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Once again, for our listeners and viewers, named after John's cock, which he yeah. named himself. <laughs> In in high school. Imagine that. Imagine that that was something he came up with all by himself. Too old. High school is too old. That That seems appropriate. If it's early high school. Did I say high school? I meant I meant senior year in college. (laughs) Oh. Oh. You meant when we first started this adventure. The question is if uh, you've told your urologist this and if it's officially documented in your uh, medical notes. My urologist doesn't like uh, jokes, it turns out. <laughs> not Behold a fan. Onslaught. What an not a fan of my humor. What an uh, unfortunate trait in a doctor to not Agreed. have a sense of humor. Hey, when I went to get my colonoscopy over the um, Christmas break, I made it waterproof uh, a holiday card, and I slipped between my posterior. It was was one of the funniest things I've I've legit ever seen. Did the the doctor ever make a comment on that? Or Uh, the first thing when it came anesthesia? uh, (laughs) Did they frame it? I I I hope because. uh, it was filled with like so many ass puns. Um, it was it's great. Delightful. 
It was talk about. I didn't mean to be cheeky, but blah blah blah. <laughs> you can't give me the stink eye because yeah. by the time I'm, you're reading this, I'll be under. <laughs> Pardon me if I make an ass of myself. You know it. You know it. All so, right. The dinghy is is quite soft at this point because dinghies are, are are small ships, so you're all pretty tightly packed together in in this this ship. So one of your course of actions might be to upgrade your ship at some point, unless you really like having the small sailless row powered ship. Does this, do we get to steal uh, the Spanish Inquisition ship now? Well, we could, but um, don't we have people working on a sloop back at the cove or whatever? That was They're before you nuked the entire oh, island. Yeah. Oh, right. okay, okay. Okay. Which, which means we don't have for it. First of all, you keep saying you nuked the island, you guys nuked the island. It was a unilateral decision by John that he neither sought consent nor uh, counsel for. He just... <laughs> Half Straight the player up. characters weren't even in the in the game at that point. Like, I yeah, believe I your wanna, character was I wanna, dead. I Kevin's character was dead. I mean, are we Richard always going to are we just going to constantly relitigate every time? That John <laughs> uh, uh, first something? of all, first of all, first of all, please speak to my lawyer, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, uh, if you recall, if we play back the tapes, you'll see that I said, "Hey, I'm going to do this. Is everyone cool with that?" And you all said, "Yes." I, Third of I, all, so. I'm the priest of Basaton. I speak with his voice, and I found these golden plates <laughs> underground that said I should. Well, that checks out. You can't disprove that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kimura, yeah. You can't see them, though. Only I can read them. Right, right. Through your that's, hat that's with magic fair. rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Come <laughs> uh, on, Ian. All right. I think we're sticking with the dinghy for now, it sounds like. It's only can still a better ship. Yeah. Or, yeah. So Spaniards? Is that what we're doing? The nearest place that you could possibly get ships would be heading back to um, Ralph's Spite and seeing if there's a ship you could purchase and or commandeer. Or you could see if... Um, if you want to do the long, treacherous, perilous road to like Tortuga, that is another option. Or uh, going up the Fingerbone Islands and seeing if you can find anything near the Boneyard or uh, other areas. I was really interested in going to the Fingerbone Islands, kind of anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's that's just basically the archipelago that you've been a part of. It's a, an arc, and basically, um, like the base of the the finger bone would be right where Bastian and Long watches, and the boneyards makes the main shaft of the finger bone leading up to uh, Flamingo Key and the very tip of the finger being Crown Isle. Well, let's head toward uncharted territory in the in the. Finger, then let's head towards Flamingo Key next, um, which is a great name for a key, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Which itself is a great term for a tiny island. So, 
On the way to that, that is at the northwest section of the Fingerbone Islands, and you are coming from Dreadwater, you would be passing along uh, the Boneyards. If you're, you could take the long ways and kind of go counterclockwise along, or you can kind of cut back towards Bastion and go along the underside. Um, those are both routes that you can go. Well, Boneyards was mentioned as one place we might be able to find a ship, and I I think we'd want to keep our eyes peeled the whole time because I hate to break it to you, but we're not buying a ship. <laughs> like we're we're just <laughs> gonna take that ship from somebody. So uh, let's let's see what we oh, can. I'm ride or die on this dinghy. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's do this. I mean, I'm this... sort of at the disposal of everybody. Uh, thanks the... for getting me out of that barrel. Does sure. Bassaton have a suggestion? Does our priest want to? Want to pray to our well? Our it has to be a underlord. yes or no question. Is the trick? So um, it helps to have. I don't know. You're muted. Me? No, no. no. John, John is sorry. John is following the tradition. Ah, I just keeping John, you guys under toes. Mute. <laughs> um. So, but uh, fastness. Kind of like like scoot over, scoot over, um, <clears throat> and he turns the crab over, and you see on its belly there is a uh, an arrow drawn. <laughs> <laughs> Are we playing and, in the crab? Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, on the space that uh, Fastus has cleared off, you see he has at some point carved the words yes and no on opposite sides. <laughs> He brings the crab up to his lips. All right. I need you to commune with the almighty Bazatan and give us guidance. Um, <clears throat> he puts the uh, the crab on its back on the on the seat. Should we head to the 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 boneyard and steal us a new ship? And he puts his finger on the the pincher and kind of gives a little spin. Crabs love that, by the way. Crabs think that's super cool. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's an interesting because that's a, a, almost like an opinion in a way, but you can still get a, and so you're going to get an opinion. Um, the crab will uh, spin and it all signs, I guess, would indicate to yes. All right. He, I gently lift the crab, give it the tiniest smooch, and then, yeah, and then tuck it <laughs> under my my neck fold. It's not letting go of your lips. All right, that that's fine. I mean, they're stretchy lips, so you can. Yeah, I let him hang there for my juicy my juicy lip. Yeah. His other claw snip. <laughs> Bottom lip or top? One on each. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> See, now the crab is going to do your voice and make fun of you. Like, hey, I'm Fastinus, and I see the Mr. <laughs> Very well. Um, the, so the, the crab, after it hangs there for a bit, and it's almost like it's pulling itself up to stare in your eyes with its beady eyes as if it seems to know something, know something greater. 
it's uh, before it releases itself from your lips, it seems to also just look back at the horizon to the southwest a bit and then look at you. And if a crab could make a shrug, you're pretty sure it's a shrug, maybe a little sigh, but then it falls back into um, your pouch and uh, cozies back up. Was... <laughs> Was the was that the direction we were coming from after we left uh, the jungle island? No, your jungle island is to the southeast, uh, relative to where you're going for the um, Fingerbone Island, or excuse me, the Boneyards, which is the main part of the Fingerbone Key. So what's okay. in the southwest? Uh, I mean, if you're drawing a line to as like the crow flies, it would be everything from. Tortuga uh, to like the territory of the uh, French Indies to Jamaica. Um, so, so this is basically like Bassetan's equivalent of like I don't give a shit. What are you asking me for? <laughs> well, the knowledge of crabs extends far beyond mortal kin, as all things were crab and all things shall be crab. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's just that's not even like fact that's just, science. That's just a fact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ben Shapiro would even say facts. <laughs> so once you start rowing your ship to the northeast, heading towards the Fingerbone Island, you can see again to the north northeast from here, there's like a storm brewing. And if you had a sail, it would probably help steer and push you a little faster. But even still, the little currents that are beginning to build as the storm moves is helping to push you a little faster in the direction of the Fingerbone Island, or excuse me, the uh, Boneyard. And you know the Boneyards is named as such because it was one of the largest pleasure islands in the Fingerbone Islands where pirates <laughs> um, caressed their bones. I was hoping it was something like that. So it was once a home of lush jungles teeming with exotic fruit to help with scurvy, but a lot of the Jungles had been cleared back to make uh, way for the sprawling boardwalk town and harbor. That's more on the west side of the island. You're approaching from the east, but once you dock on the east side, it would just be a small jaunt through the jungle to where the pleasure, you know, the all of the brothels and all the saloons are. And surely with the extensive boardwalk, you could find yourself a ship, especially with the things that you have picked up along the way and pooling your resources. As you are going along, I would like somebody to roll me a d20 and a d6. I've got a d20, or I you know her crinkle. Someone else already rolled. Okay. Uh, I rolled both, but if someone else wants to roll, they can. But I can also give you my results. You already rolled. My D20 was an 18. The uh, D6 was a 2. Okay. As you are going along... Actually, while I'm pulling this up... Uh, so Glowbones gets the first section of rowing, and so he rows for the first about hour's worth, which is pretty exhausting. Who's going to take over the second round of rowing? 
Um, if you don't mind, since you guys basically saved my beautiful pickled ass out there, uh, do you mind if I take over the rowing? Oh, no one's going to fight you on that, bro. I don't trust this card of sense of direction. You point the way, I'll go there. I used to be the first mate of uh, the old Hellspire. Yeah, uh, hear that? Lost in the middle of the strip. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen again. You can watch me. I'm not going to go anywhere. I feel like Pashki's irrational prejudice is going to be a real hindrance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charles, your mic. Oh, yeah, there we go. Now I'm louder. <laughs> As you are piloting the ship, since you are, you know, uh, Jude, you are very much, or sorry, Burnett, you're very much in tune with fishing as you're fishing. You notice off to your um, port side, there is a dark shape moving in the water far enough to the side where you can easily avoid it or you could choose to engage. It is definitely deeper under the water and it is a size of maybe hmm, if it was on land about a like a labrador dog size okay uh so labradors are big but not the biggest there's so many of us like yeah oh i mean if you're worried about the line snapping or whatever but I'll, yeah, I'll cast my line out towards it and kind of do like a tick, 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 reel it down, reel it down, reel it, tick, tick, okay. tick, tick, reel it down, reel it down. So, it, as you put your line out, it sees the like it seizes the line and it begins to pull. It's not a sudden jerk like when you pull most fish and they know you're caught. It just seems to be very slowly reeling itself like it's pulling yourself towards the ship and it's still under the water so all you see is a dark shape but you don't see a thin crest of the water is the shape getting bigger slightly and it seems to be getting wider at one end i kind of nudge someone other than the new guy and it's like <laughs> oh what do we think about that should i keep going or should yeah, we? I tell him, uh, hell yeah, I can't wait to see its face. Uh, all right. Hearing this and the new guy thing, I'm going to pull out my spyglass and look <laughs> and then not tell anybody. Oh, Especially look at the new guy him. with the spyglass over there. Someone's Jealous catching much? it. No, <laughs> no, not jealous at all. I have a fishing rod. <laughs> nice pull you got there. Look, uh, we, we all bring a little something. <laughs> we all make stone soup together is the moral of the book. So let's... Yeah, let's I'm pretty just... sure that's what they meant was this scenario right here. Yeah. 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 I've got okay, a so... glass. I've got some lettuce, you know? So we have stone <laughs> soup. All right. So you're continuing to pull in this thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so as you are looking at this through your spyglass, um, you are being able to get like a clearer picture of its spread, mm -hmm. and you're noticing that it, it must be like a some type of cephalopod, like it's <laughs> some type of squid. I'm going to uh, quietly put my spyglass away, 
grab both oars and start rowing like I've never rowed before <laughs> away from this thing. Uh, are you hard and just like exerting any amount of energy I possibly can to get? Look at him! Not a, not an me. ounce of of Nemo in him. Not not a hint. The squid is still pulling on the wire or on the line, and it's pulling itself closer to the ship. Are you still holding <laughs> on to your fishing line and pulling it in, Burnout? I mean, if you've ever been fishing, once you have it on the line, uh, that adrenaline, yeah. that <laughs> yep. excitement, yep. like <laughs> okay. until the line snaps. Yes, if anything, I've set the hook. Yeah, <laughs> just go. The f a couple of things kind of happen in a very quick series of events. The first thing is the shape crests the water, and it is a squid. It looks at you. Large, bulbous eyes come up from the water, and they look at you. And they're sad. They're Aww. just these deep pitiful eyes they it's you know, you could say it's watery because it just came out of the water but it almost looks like it's just crying like pleading let go of the damn squid man oh the other thing you notice is that it has its tentacles wrapped along the the line and it's pulling itself you can see the hook hanging off the other end oh <laughs> And then you see its tentacles uh, spread out, and you hear this sound, and ink sprays all over your dinghy. I need all of you to test agility for me. And you're going to have minus two since you're packed into your ship like sardines. You're going to make me a less trusting person, Sir Voss. I said nothing that would indicate this was a good idea. <laughs> well, I guess tried what? to get away. Guess what? I uh, I damn near nat nineteen, but uh, eighteen. I I well, I yeah. Okay. I I don't even get a drop on me. All Dirty right. twenty. Esther, um, or Spike. A nine. A nine. Uh, what about you, uh, Fluff Bucket? Uh, that was a 15. Okay. What was yeah. his name? No one bothered to ask, so don't worry about it. <laughs> That's your name. You're the newest one. You seem to be a guy. Not trying to really put too much on. Look, that's your name. I just have a, you know what? Not even Bossaton. I have a, I have a yes, no question for our GM. Did, did you say his name was Fuckbucket? <laughs> I'll let him explain that to you later. Fastness, what did you roll? You're on mute, man. John, you're on mute. I think the uh, I think the two Charleses rolled well enough for all of us that you don't really need <laughs> Okay, cool. so cool. Fastness and Spike, you are just kind of broadsided by this ink. You just get ink, there's splatters across your face, and it just that that stink of the brine of just rotten plant matter. It's just foul by itself. But as it begins to um, seep into your skin, uh, you feel that sadness of that squid, that just despair began to just permeate into your flesh. 
I would like you to roll me 2d6 and add your spirit to it. Okay. What a, what a terrible what the fuck is evolutionary spirit? spirit is one of your stats. No. Right. Mine's minus two. So. Yeah. I kept seeing spirit in the rule book, but there's no spirit on the goddamn character sheet from Lintharian. It's right under toughness. Did you get an old character sheet? I mean, I yes, we got it off their side. Oh, we got spirit. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> I mean, that's... I offered to make you a character. <laughs> I like making my own characters. He's got no spirit. So you, no so you have a spirit-based class, and you haven't been using... <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll figure that Again. in production. Pirate Borg, official Pirate Borg character sheet. There was a there was a version one and version two. You must have used version one. I used whatever was linked on their website. We'll, we'll cut all this. We'll cut all of this out yeah. of what goes out. That's right. Yeah. But it's how the sausage <laughs> is made. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what did you get, Spike? I got a nine because it was eleven minus two. Okay. Um, so you are filled with melancholy. All you want to do is just stare out at the seas and just, it's like a strong sense of ennui. Like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you crammed in this dinghy? Like, what the hell is your purpose? Do you have a purpose? And what am I even doing here? And Fastness, give me your raw 2d6 then. Uh, I rolled a nine, but I do remember that I have a plus uh, plus two to presence to the oh. roll for uh, for spirit. I mean, okay, then I applied it to presence because I assumed they had fucked up. <laughs> you are feeling right as rain and are unaffected by the ink, other than the fact that it's kind of stained your goatee that you have just. Um, grown out, but at least has stained it very black to help with your kind of demonic aspect that you are uh, exhibiting. You just this... got a free, uh, what is that? I don't even know what the facial hair stuff is called. Just for men. Just yeah. for men. Yeah, you just got a free just for men treatment. And you look fantastic. Yep. The squid looks at you and looks particularly sad at burnout, it burbles a bubble and lets go of a line and dashes underneath the water. We have just a few announcements real quick. Madness Heart Press's open submission call is still open. You can go to madnessheart.press slash submissions to find out more. Right now on Kickstarter, we have a campaign featuring a new game from John Baltisberger and Simone Meta called Overgrowth. It features deranged nature wizards taking on terrifying sentient corporate pollution. Search for Overgrowth on Kickstarter or check the show notes to back now. Now back to the action. Wow, it just I don't even know what it was trying to accomplish by doing that. 
Maybe it was into me. <laughs> I have a way with with. You That's know. how depression squids flirt. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got ex- came up here, got excited, blew its load all over the place. <laughs> Went past flirting, then. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I had to work my shaft quite a bit. Seems like a good time to me. I yeah. just. Yeah, I'm down with it. That's cool. Anyone have a cigarette? <laughs> no, those aren't invented yet. Tavern pipe? Anyone have a tavern pipe? I think that cigarette, like, I'm pretty sure people were rolling cigarettes back then, weren't they? Um, Golden age of piracy? I don't yeah. know. I'll have to look into it. Cigarette machines were not invented yet. That did not come until the no. 1900s. Right. But, yeah, but, like, but hand people rolled, rolled their own. Yeah. I think that goes back to tobacco you know um mm, tobacco is originally cigars um behind the bastards okay. actually did a whole thing on the history of cigarettes <laughs> fascinating so so yeah the a cigarette is just a mini cigar though so no it is yeah. not as a tobacco i'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold, on, hold on the word cigarette cigarette small cigar that's literally what the goddamn word means <laughs> Etymologically speaking, yes. Etymologically, I will give you an actual like this is one thing, this is another thing. They are yeah. not the no, same I'm not thing. About, I'm talking about the origin, though. The origin <laughs> was a small cigar. The important thing is none of these are blunts, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, so. All right, so John uh, is wearing a beautiful facial, and mm-hmm. um, we are. Bound for uh, the boneyard, appropriately enough. The squid, having jumped back down into the water, retracts out of sight. But as you are rowing, uh, do you want to go by Oliver or do you want to go by your pirate nickname? Ah, uh, let's oh, go nickname. by the pirate nickname. That's all a right. Fun so, one. fluff bucket, as you are. Slapping your oars and rowing the boat as fast as you can, like you still have that pertinential sense that you're being pursued by this squid, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't shake it. Um, some of you who are salts that have been for a long time, you might recognize that this is a squid of despair, and they pursue their prey by um, poisoning their thoughts with psychotropic ink, uh, luring them to their doom and having them whittle themselves down before they move in for the kill. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's why we're getting away from it. <laughs> you guys ever think about dying? <laughs> uh, well, while I was in that bucket or that barrel there for a while, I thought I was going to. Uh, that was that was one part of the Barbie movie that drew a genuine like hearty har har from me. Same. Was when she was doing the musical number and was like those intrusive thoughts of death. <laughs> I was like, yep, <laughs> yeah. After you've made sufficient distance from the squid, like you, as you kind of rinse off some of that ink, you feel your thoughts go back to normal, and you you know you. People do like you. You are respected, and you have purpose. Yeah. And, uh, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Gosh, Gosh darn it. it. People, People like me. me. Is there a way we can um, cheer Esther up? Does one of us have an item or a spell that can treat 
mood Depression. disorders. <laughs> <laughs> and if so, can they can they treat me next? Like yes. I right? Charles, like <laughs> not my character who seems quite jolly. Mm, no, I ain't got shit. <laughs> After another couple of hours of rowing, you finally get to a landing place. You see that there is a, a small dock on the far side of the boneyards. It is just a, a couple of, you know, like it's a very small wharf. You're able to uh, tie your dinghy securely enough. And you see that there has been a passage that roughly cut into the jungle. Looks like people really haven't been here in a long while and that it's very overgrown. But you know that the island itself is much more long than it is wide, so it really wouldn't be that long of a jaunt through the jungle. Who would like to take point as you begin to uh, forge your way through? I vote new guy. No, I'll go first. Not him. Don't let him go first. I have been going oh, first. I I, allow me. I mean, I am the new guy. I, 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 I'll I'll take point. I mean, hey, 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 big, hey, big fella, big fella, hey. All right, all right. You New think guy. that one thing is gonna soothe me? It's... Fluff, fluff bucket, <laughs> fluff bucket. I tell you what, we ha we have a we have a rule around here. Uh, whoever has the most facial scars um, leads the party into the jungle because well, that way, all I mean... the shit that's whipping into their face, you know, like it. His grill's already fucked up, so you know. Yeah, and I am, I, you know, fucking gorgeous. By all means, well, thank you. I'm, I tell you what, I, you walk, you walk right in front of me. I'll just walk right behind you. Don't worry about it, and uh, keep you safe. This was from my monkey. This was from a skeleton taking a chunk out, or was it a zombie? My point is, I've seen some things. He takes out <laughs> saber and. We're going that way. Lead <laughs> the wave there, uh, big fella. Pashki immediately leads us into the oceans. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, burn, Burnout proved his point, I think. What that point was, I myself don't know. As the person who's playing him. Complete mystery. Uh, but, yeah. You just channel the characters, right? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Well, as Burnout is beginning to hack a passage through the jungle overgrowth, Spike, do you want to use your tracking ability to help navigate some of these winding paths? I would be delighted. I get to use my new ability. Cool. Awesome. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Good. Let's see how this goes. To 16. Okay, great. Roll me another d20, if you will. That's a one. Okay, great. And lastly, a d6. And that's a six. Okay. As you are hacking your way, you're able to find what looks to be like what the main path that was intended from here. There's enough of depression from feet over the year that no matter what plants have overgrown it, you can feel that rhythm, that tattoo of steps that takes you in the direction of the main pleasure town. 
The thing that you're really kind of noticing at first, which is making you uncomfortable, is that even though no one has been out to the waterline, there have been some very random and chaotic, like, footsteps through this like there have been almost people who have been running through the un jungle un overgrowth not on a path just somehow just running through all of this seemingly nearly willy as you get closer to the town and this may be about a half hour 45 minute walk that you've been on so far through this very thick dark undergrowth you're starting to get this feeling of abject dread like something isn't right like you're noticing more random tracks through the undergrowth and you can see as you are getting towards the edge of this well first thing is not even seeing as much as smelling you can smell burnt wood uh smells like charred flesh and uh, other terrible noxious odors there's a loud thrashing not too far from you as something is under in the undergrowth and that you're pretty sure has been stalking you this you haven't been able to notice it until now it seems to be crawling on maybe on all fours where it's a predatory beast or something but you have a feeling that it is getting ready to strike oh awesome uh yeah hey guys we got incoming cool hmm. all right so uh, since you were uh, tracking through the jungle, but then you also uh, missed some of this, uh, the signs of this thing that was kind of running tracks around you, I'm going to let you roll the initiative for the group spike. Okay. And we're using a d20 for that still, right? I yeah. guess d6. Uh, so one through three is the creature, four through six is the party. It's a one. I'm not having great d6 rolls tonight. Well, to be fair, this thing, when it pops out of the undergrowth, is basically almost covered in undergrowth. It once wore some type of shirt that maybe was once white, but now has been stained with all the different colors of mud and detritus of the undergrowth. Its flesh has been rotting from its face, and its eye sockets are just filled with pools of swarming ants. But it opens its mouth, just other terrible creatures pour out of it. And you notice that this thing is a zombie. It looks surprisingly similar to the feral creature that was in the lighthouse, how it has the same type of stance. It is a hunter meant to rip into things, and it charges out into you the initiative that we are going well i'll have it do its turn and then the initiative that we're going to do is going to be uh fastness then it's going to be hornswoggle burnout uh fluff bucket and spike in the rear it throws itself out at the nearest person and that is going to be well Oh, I forgot you have glow bones with you. So technically it is going after glow bones. Um, this creature runs and it propels itself, hoisting its back legs 
against a log and throwing itself with arms wide open towards glow bones. You see that its flesh has been pulled back from its finger bones from running through the undergrowth so long that it basically has bone-tipped fingers. Uh, glow bones rolls and does not make his agility. He gets his foot caught on a vine and falls completely prone as the creature uh, dives in and begins to shred at him. R.I.P. Glowbones. Well, he takes two uh, points of damage as it's beginning to uh, rip and shred at his chest. It rips through his apron and into his meat, and Glowbones just wails uh, as he begins to try to push off this thing. So top of the initiative is going to be a fastness. Fast um, takes three or four big lumbering steps back uh, to put the rest of the party between him and this monster. <laughs> Roll me a presence check as you do that. Uh, that would be a 17. So as you are backpedaling, you see that there is a, another zombie. This one, very tall, very lean, very emaciated. It is shambling towards your direction. It looks like maybe one of its legs like was broken at one point because it, it limps along, but its mouth is open and it seems to be chattering as it sees the sight of so much meat in front of it. Oh, we have another one over here. So as you're kind of tackling retreating from the more feral of these creatures, you kind of find yourself another uh, horn squoggle. <clears throat> yeah, um, boy. Well, I, I should go to Glowbones' aid. I hope that someone else can tackle the skinny one. Um, I'm going to, um, rapier the, uh, the beast as as it's bearing its toothy mouth and glow bones delicious fat i'm just gonna run up and stick it in the back so let me roll and see if i actually hit the damn thing i do not uh yeah that's that's well below the the hit threshold i rolled a nat seven and i think it's a this thing is moving very frenetically, even uh, as Glowbones is doing everything he can to swat and swipe this thing away. It is moving faster, pinning him down. No matter, even if you had rolled better, this thing would have probably moved out of the way as it kind of moves like a, almost like a, like a spider monkey. Although, you know, this was once a human at one point. Burnout. Right. So Burnout pulls out his saber and goes towards the... I believe the first zombie would be closest to him, right? That's correct. The one that Glowbones is. Yeah, he would go to Glowbones' aid and attack with... That is a 12 plus strength, right? Strength? That it would... Um, so, you're, so you've just got that new ability, open, but that is based off of um, killing. Successive kills, yeah. So as you lash at this, normally that would be a solid hit, but this creature just moves out of the way. It actually just so, smacks. Just real quick, I said 12 plus modifier, then I never stated modifier is 2, so it's 14 total. Ah, that is actually the DR for this zombie. God damn. 
Nice. So you are able to push back through its defenses, and as it kind of leans up to hit a, your saber away, you cut off three of its five fingers. Roll me some damage. Awesome. Five. It doesn't have any armor, as it is basically just wearing rotting rags. You cut deeply in it. You cut a large wedge of flesh from shoulder all the way to where its navel would have been, and a bunch of just crawling insects pour out of it. It makes this terrible wail sound, but as most of its flesh is rotted away, it is this sound of almost like a bagpipes being squeezed <laughs> apart with lots of hissing and wheezing and uh, chunky sounds. So, Fluff Bucket, you've been untested in battle thus far. What type of skills do you bring to your new group? Yeah, well, not Fluff Bucket. Uh, well, Who, aside from these... Was, whose idea was the name Fluff, Bu Fluff Bucket? It was when they randomly rolled up. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was cute. I like um, it. After hearing uh, uh, Fast uh, say that there's one behind, I'm going to take the uh, the whaling harpoon I have, and I'm going to huck it right at the one that's right behind Fast. The skinny one. The skinny one, yeah. Roll for and me. With that, uh, with the whaling harpoon, uh, it is in... An agility test to throw it that's a dr10 does that go against what you got going on well uh you think well why don't you uh roll that and i'll tell you if it hits well i'm going to use a point of devil's luck because that was a two Oop. Oop. and uh that is a 17. Good, plus my agility is uh 21. Fastness, as you are standing there, there is this whistling sound as a harpoon just goes over your shoulder, past your ear, uh, scaring your parrot, and it funks into the chest of the zombie behind there that you've nice been backing shot. up towards. Square in the solar plexus. There's a lot of crunching and cartilaginous tearing sounds. Rolling that damage. That's a D8 damage. Uh, that is four. Four. Bazadan be praised. Do you pull the harpoon back? Or does it stay in it? I didn't know if you're since that's your special weapon. Um, I'm going to are you throwing it with like a rope on your arm or are you throwing it just raw dog? Uh, so, I didn't uh... allow me to allow me to illuminate you. A harpoon always has a rope on it. Um but if he wants it tied to him, you know, like Oh yeah, yeah. I guess um, I would probably have it tied to me since uh since it's my uh, okay. my favorite weapon. So then as you pull it back, you pull out most of its rib cage from about the solar plexus out. So all this like false ribs, everything else that was being held together with just dried like jerky like flesh comes yanked back with it. It seems exceptionally unsteady. You can see all the way through its spine and it is kind of dangling just by like a thread. Uh, but it is still ambling towards um, fastness, undeterred as if it is bound to try to get one mouthful before it returns back to the grave. Spike, you're seeing this, you see two zombies that have been really battered but are still hanging on by a thread, quite literally in one case. What do you do? Well, I, I, I take out my gun. 
Um, I'm going to use the, the regular one for this shot. And I'm going to fire at zombie number two. Okay. This thing, if you hit it just right, you're pretty sure you can return it to a pile of bones. Uh, that's a 14. That hits. When you fire at it, you blast out the base, like that mid-thoracic level of its spine, and the rest of that meat that was holding all the different, if it's spinal column together, just disintegrates. And there is this kind of wonderful, but also terrifying xylophone sound as it just <laughs> collapses into a pile. And that sound of that report echoes through the whole jungle. All like the sorceress of the various insects and the calling of all the birds just stops. And all you can hear of the quietude is the sound of Glowbone screaming and the gnashing teeth of the creature on top of him. Uh, it is going to pull in and try to take a bite out of Glowbone's neck. Poor bastard. And he's, you see his uh, teeth just bite into the side of him. And he takes a huge mouthful of flesh, actually bites down through the jugular, and Glowbone's is just shooting blood. The, since there's so little flesh around the skull of this creature, it just shoots out of his like nosh, like his nasal cavity. It's just <laughs> fountaining blood, and Glowbone screams. This becomes a terrible gurgle, and he begins to spasm. Well, he died doing what he loved. Glowing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Spasming, <laughs> shooting blood, and, and screaming. Yeah. yeah. I never closed my tab out. <laughs> Jokes on him. Fastest, you were top of the initiative. The zombie that was just getting close to taking a bite out of you has been reduced to an uh, IKEA kit of zombie. <clears throat> Coast is clear, Fastimus. I look around to see if there's any more danger. Give me a presence uh, to me check. immediately. And uh, get plus four to that since the report went through the entire jungle. Uh, 14. All right. So looking around, everything is pertinently still in the jungle, except again, just the sounds of glow bones, death thralls. You can uh, hear in the far distance where the town is, there's some vague noise you might hear a, a something that sounds like a bell ringing or maybe it's metal crashing together uh but from here a visual line you don't see or hear anything that let you know if there is any other immediate threat than this last zombie fair so your craven uh, heart can take a nice sigh <laughs> of relief well uh i kind of edge towards where Glowbones's corpse is being eaten uh, figuring I should probably get my machete back. I want to point out, Fast doesn't have any offensive spells, abilities, or weapons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I am not just being an asshole. No, I get it. Combat. If, if you collect the machete, then maybe we can talk about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of just edge towards, uh, towards where the zombie is eating glow bones. Like, alright, now, uh, Someone deal with this. <laughs> All right. Hornswoggle. Well, I guess I'm just going to deal with that. Um, I am going to rely once again on my trusty rapier 
I'm going to pronounce it differently each and every time. And this time I actually hit because that is right at 14 with my modifier. That's correct. Yep. So let's see. That's 1d8 in damage. So I just stick them right betwixt the shoulder blades. And let's see how much of that spine I can tear out and how many different esoteric elements of that spine Ian can name. Uh, let's see. That's a five. With that, his head is pointed down as he is chewing through glow bones, and you're able to get him right through, like, the os, like, the uh, awesome magnum, like, (laughs) a hole in the base of his skull, and you are able to swish his innards um, and just carve out the inside of his skull and it collapses. You hear the last kind of gurgle sigh coming out of glow bones, and he lays still. Awesome Magnum is so awesome. I'm, I, that, I want to make that my awesome username. Magnum. I have to look. It's been From a long now time on, like AMP. Awesome Magnum, great bone, you know? I think yeah. that's Lucas's name, actually. Oh, is it? Sorry, it's also mm-hmm. Mangum. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, hey, I just want to say, Kevin, I'm I'm happy that you're not playing Globones. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> we can just leave him to glow in the uh, dark in the woods. And the Does... woodland critters shall... Wait, are his bones still glowing? Yeah. His bones? He just yeah. stop glowing because he's dead? I would just take his bones as a, as a torch. Do Marvel Zombies rules apply to this, and does the zombie start glowing? Well, how long do you want to wait around until you, you know, to see if he rises or not? Uh, I don't want to wait around at all. I'm no. taking my machete back and cutting off his head. Oh, right. yeah. That's a really cool torch. That's like a unique artifact. That's what I'm saying. Created. I have a yeah. glowing Oh. A unique relic or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you are able to dispatch Glowbones. You're able to kind of give him um, the Emperor's mercy. Yes. I meant to say uh, Foramen Magnum is what I meant to say. Ah, Foramen Magnum. Okay. How many? How many people have I beheaded or otherwise obliterated their skull throughout well, wandering monster? By the way, I mean, are you counting how many Should times you've been counts? <laughs> I also need you to count anytime you banged your head against a wall for having to deal with me. That's not I try to do it off camera so I don't damage my mic. That's fair. <laughs> Can't damage the goods. Yeah, that's Maybe. right. So, right. Uh, you have put glow bones to rest, and I just have to say something before we move on. At at two points uh, so far, I think maybe three. You've referred to um, this either either the town we're headed toward or a particular like brothel district of it as Pleasure Town, and I wanted to say that that sounds like the type of establishment that Guy Fieri would open in Nevada. And... <laughs> uh, it's pronounced. Uh, it's pronounced Pleasureton. <laughs> Pleasureton. Because it was it was probably founded by the English. Oh yeah, it's it's Pleasureton. I love it. We're gonna make that the unofficial name of this city, and we're going to roll with it. Any actions you're wanting to do here before you keep going towards the town? 
I mean, uh, is there we... anything on the bodies? Yeah, that's the first time someone's asked to loot a body. So I was... holy shit, he's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like every that's time a... you kill things, wow. I'm like, no one's searching the body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just glow bones, though. We only loot glow bones. Yeah. You were able to get the hell with that? Let's 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 see what all the bony things have, if anything. Absolutely. Uh, so um, go ahead and two of you roll me D100. Man, we're bad at, at this. <laughs> I actually have a D100. Can I please roll it? It yes. never comes yes. up. Uh, yeah. I just want to point out that we're not bad at this. We've just been conditioned to playing one shots for so long true. that we forget about yeah. things that like will have impact That's later. True. Right. Yeah. All right, D100. I've never had to use this one yet. That, gentle listeners, is why this season is good for us. We're relearning <laughs> how to play how campaign. to play. Yeah. All right. So for 28 on the, uh, the zombie that was chewing on glow bones, there is a fine metal flask. It was in its pocket for so long that it's just fused with its skin. So it's almost made its own pocket to hold it. Who rolled the other D100? Um, I did. I got 63. Okay. When you go through the pockets of the other zombie, um, it's easy to find because it's basically fallen apart. And in a wax-sealed envelope, there is a letter. And the name on the outside, um, it, it, it's a, uh, well, it's kind of blurred, but you can tell it's from a Bonnie Lass. Hmm. I'm going to keep that for later. His machete, and he had a tin with some cigarettes and ash in it. All right, JD Barker. So we're doing the ash, right? Who wants the ash? Someone wanted to take a bump? Not me. I calmed down Steamboat Williams, like, no, you don't need any more of that. Not after the last time. How's your face feeling? Uh, it's just burning a lot, to be honest <laughs> with you. There's like bot flies that are just like been laying eggs in it. You look I mean, great. They're eating the infection, so that's a plot, a plot positive. Nope, yeah. those are maggots, but friend, bot uh, flies. That's not bot flies. Okay, <laughs> dear viewer, if you want to hate yourself, look up bot flies on YouTube. Oh. No. I have a better idea for them. They should, um, they should look up No Anesthetic, the extreme horror uh, uh, anthology, and read Tainted Love. Yeah. John's uh, Botfly Erotica, would it be fair to call it? <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> okay. There's your next Twitter name, John, Botfly Erotica. <laughs> So heading to the town, you um, so the first thing as you kind of regain your senses through this, and you have the glowing skull of glow bones or glowing skull head of glow bones, is that this island has never been inhabited with the undead. In fact, when the Pleasure Town was uh, Pleasureton, if you will, was established, <laughs> one of the first point of, of orders was to get rid of all the really large like predatory beasts and other hazards so you could just be drunk off your ass and not have to worry about randomly getting killed by something in the undergrowth. 
so this is a, a a change and it maybe that is explains part of that ill tiding that you have had that as things get closer and closer to the end times that the infection of the world is just, it's getting worse the scourge is building so as you begin to navigate back towards the town you can see that various parts of the town have been on fire and are still smoldering there is on the far side where the harbor is there have been a handful of ships that look like they've been scuttled or destroyed or were on fire there is absolute carnage here as there is just scattered bodies that have been ripped apart in just an orgy of violence cool in the far distance you can see that there is some rolling fog that is receding past the the, the kind of bay of this place and you see again another sighting of that ship that you had seen when Fuck. you were um, on long watch kind of retreating we you see ride. more of those undead uh teeming along the surface of the deck. Hmm. There may be some ships that are still in salvageable condition. Um, it just looks like whatever happened here, it happened hard and fast and took out most everyone here. It was a wholesale wanton slaughter. Well, you guys want to get to looting? Well, yeah, loot away. Yeah, I always love a good looting. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. Also, maybe see if there's an actual ship that we could. Yeah, that too. Use, um, but looting, yes, or a pipe. Which, or... which which one of us is best at Loot. ship? Which one of us has boat as a skill? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't I roll I boat. boat. No. Probably spike out of anyone though, because spike you have that ability for navigating. You would probably be a de facto captain of sorts, or at least the most skilled, I would imagine. I would say that captain fastness, Spike. fastness is the former naval officer, so uh, he will at least be, like, narratively at least, he would understand boats. Uh, uh, but I don't have any mechanical stuff for it. Fluff Bucket was a first mate, if that counts for anything. Technically, uh, Burnout was a mutineer who was captain for a short while until he himself was mutinied. So, <laughs> does not captain, but was captain at one point. It's like people or pirates. But when people are dropping credentials, like, and then I got a, a BS from Harvard, I don't jump in with like <laughs> I went to college for ten years and didn't even get a bachelor's. You know, like I don't, I don't think failed mutiny captain is really like on the old resume. Successful mutiny. Failed captain. Failed captain, right. <laughs> a better mutineer than a captain. We'll keep that filed away. Um, <laughs> that probably As... describes me, IRL me, very well. Better mutineer than a captain. So there's a couple of things that you observe as you're kind of taking in the devastation of Pleasure Tim. The first thing is, is that from here, you don't see any immediate survivors. Maybe there might be people hiding out that maybe have escaped, but everyone here seems like they have been freshly and very recently uh, ripped open. And that lets you know that you have a very small window before these freshly killed corpses are they themselves going to rise. 
It's uh, always a ticking clock when it comes to people who have been bitten and then die. They could rise in hours or up to two days later. It's a matter of how much you want to push your luck while looting. You can effectively loot a whole pleasure's town worth of stuff, weapons, items, gear, comestibles, um, and a ship. The longer you tally, the, well the more chance you might have a whole mob of these uh, zombies coming after you. All right. Um, so what are your actions? We'll go with, um, yeah. What are your priorities? I, I don't know. I would argue with the group that uh, we should probably focus on getting a ship. Since once we have one of those, we basically have like a floating HQ and can acquire all the other stuff from people that we then descend upon. And I don't want to fight, like, a whole town full of undead, if possible. Fastinus? Uh, is there somewhere in a Pleasureton that might have things like scrolls and rituals, a temple, or anything like that, um, that maybe fastness might go to and get equipped so that he can not just be an asshole during combat. <laughs> there are lots of weapons and items that you can get. Something like a ritual or relic might be a little harder to find, so we'll make that a an actual kind of like dedicated search role. Okay. There is decidedly though, because it is a den of sin and vice. No church of any creed here, as every <laughs> town and every brothel and ash den here is itself a chapel to depravity and the dark gods in their own Amen. right. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was wondering if, uh, like, harbor area pier, um, where are the ships docked, or did everyone row in? So there is a dock um, for some of like the smaller ships. Larger ships were set out at anchor in the bay and been rowed over. Those are the ones that seem to have taken the most damage. Uh, the ones that are closer to shore, some have just been, uh, looks like maybe ambushed or firebombed. So the as uh, go ahead, actually, so we'll do a couple of search rolls here real quickly. Uh, Fastness, make me a presence check to start looking for relics and things that might be helpful okay great i'll get to that in one second and then also burnout uh for a ship to find out which one's the most seaworthy all right so what did you did you get a nat 20 is that what that face i got was? a nat 20 and i got the plus two so i got dirty 22 baby <laughs> fantastic then uh with that i will let you choose if you'd rather have an relic or a ritual um uh rituals are just scroll spells right um, speaking. in in essence the difference is oh, almost everyone but brutes can do them uh and unlike a uh a relic where you roll after you use you roll before you use it um i think that i would prefer a ritual i need like a combat spell well roll me d20 let's see what you find i will that is a two all right and what did you roll burnout for searching for a ship you know are sure i don't have any help uh how does devil's luck work with searching um can i just take a devil's luck and get max search 
Nope, it's either plus four or you reroll. I would like to reroll. All right. That's marginally better. Just marginally. Uh, So is that with a modifier at all? That would be with your presence. Okay. Can I do strength? That's that's higher. (laughs) (laughs) I have a six. (laughs) Okay. So... As you are looking fast in this, you are able to find uh, your arcane ritual. And when you with a two, you have rolled a curse of the drowned. So for D6 rounds, a creature gets plus four to all DRs and is negative four DR to defend against. So it's a very helpful bane. Yeah, support, support, uh, support good. spell. Cool. Um, all right, so you were having a, a hard time uh, uh, burnout finding a, a good ship that's seaworthy. The first thing that really catches your attention uh, is a sloop that seems seaworthy called the Raven's Wrath. I like the name. Yeah. yeah. It seems- it's, a sloop is what we were building anyway, so that's like, I think, the next thing up from a dinghy. Okay. What other actions are th- people wanting to prioritize? As you're looking around, you, the corpses are not stirring yet. <clears throat> um, I would just, I don't even think I need to roll for this unless you think I do, but I would just loot, like, probably a big old uh, barrel of, like, rum from the tavern here. Food. We haven't eaten since... Not that, that was going to be second yeah. on my list. That was going to be second. <laughs> Something with vitamin C as, you know, pirates and scurvy. Then we'll do a montage where you're able to put a nice barrel of grog and or, you know, or maybe it's just... Why don't you roll uh, D6, and if it's uh, 4 through 6, it's pure unadulterated rum. 1 through 3, it's grog. Come on, 4 through 6. Oh, it's 3. We got grog, guys. <laughs> But it's a whole cask of it, and you find True. a wheel of cheese to go with it. All You're right. able to get other comestibles, some fresh fruits, uh, some jerky, some hardtack, other things that either you know, fluff bucket or spike you're wanting to prioritize. John, you should get a weapon while you're here. Yeah. yeah. I, was I have gonna... my machete again. Yeah, get a range thing if you can. Get a if real you can, weapon. If you can find one. You do have a machete for, again. Uh, bullets. Yeah. You're able to find them. Uh, you, you're able to go to uh, like a, a equipment, like it looks like an expedition type of store for restocking ships. And you're able to replenish your uh, gunpowder along with your shots. Heck yeah. In fact, you'd be able to have an extra 20 shots worth, if not more, that you could take with you. Uh, fluff bucket. Uh, I was just going to be checking all the other wreckage, see if there's anything salvageable, possibly anything to uh, sell at port, if uh, if there's Absolutely. anything worth it. Absolutely. Uh, why don't you and everyone else wants to actually, um, if you are allowing Paschke to do it, to roll a uh, D100 a couple more times? Yeah, yeah, a few more times. That's almost like I have two D100s. I figured this is nature. <laughs> You've probably bought that die years ago and not been able to use it, so I figured... <laughs> Let those big balls roll, Pat. Uh, you have two right. There yeah. we go. It's like I have two D100s because I <laughs> had to get the metal one. 
because reasons. <laughs> that is a 63 and a 4. So you have been looting for a while, and you notice that the corpses along the beach are beginning to twitch. You're hearing low moans that start on one side of the beach and we're getting to swell. It's almost like the time where you've been um, in the Antilles and you've heard the infamous cicadas do their summer song. It's that, but it's the undead. And the oh. sound is getting louder and louder. Mm. So you are noticing that they are beginning to rise, and that is a perfect time to figure out if whether or not Raven's Wrath is actually as seaworthy as Burnout was hoping. But you've got <laughs> your cask of grong, you have all of your extra black powder, your cask of tea, your cask of tobacco, and enough provisions to see you afloat for a while. So as you pile onto the ship and uh, weigh anchor and get going, you can see just tons of undead spring to unlife yet again, pouring out of the brothels and states of uh, undress, pouring out of the various ash dens and saloons. And you know that you got out of here by the skin of your teeth which is also a great reminder to brush your teeth and have your limes to make sure you <laughs> keep them in good condition. So you are able to uh, get out safely in time and finally have a functioning ship. And even though that it's dark below, the head of Glowbone provides just enough gentle light that uh, you're able to see when you go below decks. 